0: podcast where we will talk about topics that are on the minds of the people of Nevada, to let our voices be heard above the noise that is currently out there, to be able to make a difference, keep our constitutional rights safe, and put Nevada back in the hands of the residents again. It is time. Well, hello there, Nevada today we have a, a kind of a special treat I think um, Julie's going to talk about uh, some things that were very personal to her as she um, registered for to vote in her first election and what made her change from being a registered Democrat to registering as a Republican and what that looked like what she saw happening um, I just think it it We've all seen so much happen in these last, this last couple of years, Um, and maybe some of you are sitting on the fence and not sure how to untangle yourself, or why you even believe what you believe anymore. So uh, without further ado, hey Julie, how are you today? Hey Bonnie, I'm good, how are you? I am good. So
1: yeah, I, you know, I used to be a Democrat, and I changed my my political affiliation to Republican this past year. And I'll just tell you a little bit about why. When I was growing up, I really didn't live in a house that discussed politics much. Um, In fact, I don't remember it being discussed at all. And so I really didn't have a foundation growing up for, you know, what to think about politics in general. I, I really did not understand you know, policies, I did not, um, you know, I had a basic understanding of how our government operated from what I learned in school, but that was about it. And so I really didn't even start voting until I believe the first time I voted was the 2008 election when Obama ran. And, you know, it was a very hyped up campaign. He was charismatic. He It seemed like he was going to change things and make things so much better for this country. And I went along with it. You know, I was in my 20s and I I really ran with the idea that he was going to be, you know, the person who was going going to make positive changes here. And so I voted for him in the 2008 election and I didn't think much of it afterwards. I, you know, after 2008, you know, I started to see that things were not getting better and, you know, things were actually getting worse. And I had, you know, prior to this, um, I had some health issues. And so I really thought that with him coming into office, I I really liked the idea that he had about, you know, kind of giving, you know, everybody the opportunity to have health care because that had been a real issue in my life uh, prior to that. And it, it was something that did hold me back in many ways because I have a chronic illness that you know it, it that's a whole different story, but it really does, you know, make a difference in how you live your life. And, and it makes it very difficult to keep up with other people, uh, especially when you don't have affordable health care. And I still think that, you know, there is a way that we can have that affordable health care. I just think that it should be done in a much different way. And I don't think it necessarily should be free. So
0: Okay. Well, hold, hold on one, one minute. I want to, I want to just emphasize that point. Okay. There are people that are listening that have their reasons for voting one side or the other. And that platform that Obama ran on in '08 was a big one. Um, you, you know, you're, you're not, you may, sometimes you feel like you're in the boat alone when it comes to chronic illnesses and stuff. But I, I can guarantee you there are going to be people listening that are are going to go, yeah, me too. I have a chronic illness. Yeah, me too. I thought it was going to be helpful and they may still be waiting for it to be helpful. Right. You know, but um, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting thing that people were, were pulled in by a charismatic personality um, but you know, we're, I always remember being told vote for the policy, not the person. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but there are so many other people that probably listening that, you know, have had that same thought process.
1: I, oh, I'm sure there are. And I've talked to many people over the years that did have that same thought process and because our You know, the ability to get health care, especially, you know, that was a real big issue and the ability to get health care. It's that's that that could be for a whole different podcast, but that, you know, there's a lot of issues within that system. Right. And but I don't necessarily think that doing socialized medicine is the answer. In fact, I definitely don't think that at this point. I think that we have an opportunity to improve our healthcare system, but we need to keep, you know, we need to keep our private healthcare system intact because socialized medicine just doesn't work. But that, you know, back then in 2008, this is, these were my thoughts. But then I saw, I saw so many issues after that election. And, you know, it, after 2008, life was not good. You know, we had a lot of issues. Uh, we had a lot of financial distress in this country. I mean, I'm sure everybody can remember how high gas prices are, you know, were, I mean, now they're going back up again. But I remember when we lived in California, gas prices were nearly, I think it was $5 a gallon almost where we lived.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was, I mean, it was just in, it was just horrible. And so it was, Uh, you know, it was, it was devastating. For a lot of people and I remember we were constantly just struggling to survive and I'm like this is not <laughs> this is uh not a positive change for the country this is terrible and you know that the housing market had crashed and just so many people were losing their jobs and it just you know it was a really bad period of time and I'm afraid we're going into that again but you know um but you know back to why I was a democrat I just you know, I, I kind of had this idea in my head that that was the party that was going to help people move up, you know, it, within our society, because that, that that's promises that they're constantly making. But now I have this idea, you know, I have this mindset that Democrats, you know, love to uh, create problems that they're never going to fix, but they'll but they'll say they're going to, you know, they they offer you know, solutions and hope all day long, but they never actually fix them. And in fact, they create
0: many of these issues that we face. So you had mentioned to me um, in a conversation a while back that you also had an opinion of conservatives.
1: Yes. and And I had this idea that conservatives were uptight, rich white people, you know, I kind of went along with.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's me. So wealthy over here.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was it was a stupid idea to have in my mind. It was a narrative that I went along with, that the media had been putting out there for years, you know, and I and I really didn't, I didn't notice that it was really coming from, you know, the media that, you know, was being you know that was out there i didn't realize that it was being pushed on people via the media you know you, when you don't know what you're looking at it's hard to you, you can't really extract what's going on you know what i mean like you if if you're watching the news every day and and you think that you know they're what they say is golden and and you you don't know any different then you know how are you supposed to know that they could be lying or that they think they could be creating this narrative to have people come on board with what they want. And now looking back on it, I just, I, I laugh because I'm like, but I'm also angry about it too. You know, but I, I just can't, I laugh because I can't believe I actually fell for it. You know, it, it's, it's not, it, it, they, they did a really good job. I'll give them credit. Um, but at the same time, I'm really angry because, you know, they have they have done so much destruction to our society uh, for so long. And now I can connect the dots and I can see where, you know, the big picture is. And and I can see that. The, you know, the people in D.C. are all actors on a stage for the most part, with the exception of a very you know few. I, I mean, literally a few.
0: Yeah. And wow. That. That is so true. I mean, we are literally, it feels at times, watching a show right now. Yeah. A does. very I mean, bad B movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's like, uh, you know, they're just doing the bidding for people, you know, who, who you know, we're talking about uh, the people who meet at the World Economic Forum, you know, they're it's the people who own the media and the banks. And, you know, those are the people who actually are controlling our society and they're using our politicians, you know, by way of, you know, donating heavy amounts of money to their campaigns. And they're, you know, they're, it's, it's really all pay to play, you know, in my opinion, even though that's technically not legal um, it, that's what it really is, you know, when you're donating to uh, a uh, political candidate and then you're expecting something in return, what else would you call that? So, you know, this, this whole thing is just a big facade and it's, it's, it's a giant theatrical production for the most part. Now, I think that we have a lot of people, a lot of good people that are trying to get into office now, but now they have to, you know, contend with these uh you know with, with the uh voting issues that we're facing and so that just makes it so much harder and I don't know maybe they've you know maybe there's been a lot of issues with that in the past I I suspect there has been and so you know I start looking back on things and I'm like you know it, it's like these people are bought you know the when you when you start researching one candidate after another, you know, or the people who actually win elections, and you start following the money, it, oh, it seems gosh, like yeah. you find dirt on almost every one of them.
0: Yeah, which you is know? which is why it was so important for people to have actually heard when Trump said, "I don't need your money." Exactly. Now, not everyone is a bazillionaire like he is and can do that, but that. People thought it was arrogance it wasn't arrogance. No. it was reality. If you That's follow right. the money, people you'll be literally nauseous if you oh, follow yeah. the money of the people that are in our elected office here in Nevada.
1: It's really bad. It's and nauseating I, mean,
0: it, I, I would I would tell people go to the mob museum because you'll see the names. <laughs> <laughs> exactly of the people that are funding our elections here in Nevada. Anyway, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. Don't, uh, no problem. Um, you know, this past year, uh, well, it was after the lockdowns, you know, I really, up until, up until this last year, maybe year and a half, I really didn't care about politics much. I never really voted. One thing that I always kind of just knew was I I just always felt like voting is a very serious issue. And that if I didn't know what I was voting for, you know, and I didn't have have any idea about the political candidates I was voting for, then I'm just not going to vote at all. I just, that's just me. I, I don't believe people should just go out there and vote just to vote. I think that's extremely irresponsible. Um, so this past year when we were locked down, I, I remember watching, you know, I, I, I was on pins and needles. I'm like, I cannot believe we're actually locking down the country. You know, I, I, I'm like watching TV. I'm just, I'm, I'm biting my fingernails. I'm like, when is this going to be over? You know, I'm, I'm like watching the news, trying to figure out when is this going to end? You know, like, is this really just going to be for two weeks? And then about the third week came around, and I had been watching, you know, uh, outlets like CNN and MSNBC, and then I would also watch every single speech that President Trump was giving, and in full. And I did that religiously every single day because I was I wanted to know what was going on. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I started to notice a pattern, and I and I really realized at that point that they were, they literally
0: were lying about what he was saying. And that's, that's, that is so shocking when you find that out. It is.
1: And I, I was really, I was extremely upset and in it, but what it did was it really just kind of, it was like a switch went on in in my brain and I started to see things in a whole different perspective. And at this point, I'm still registered as a Democrat. But like I said, I was really wasn't involved in politics at all. And I started um, to notice that, you know, it was like every day they they would either, you know, completely twist his words around, or they would just, you know, make stuff up. It was like, I I just couldn't believe how much, you know, how much they were lying. And so when, when that happens, you start to think about, Oh my God, how, you know, for how long have they been doing this? Because if they're doing this now, then they didn't just start doing it. This has been going on for a very long time. So,
0: you I know, I, doing- I always say to people, where are the Walter Cronkites? Because literally that's about the last time I remember a real investigative reporter. And if you yeah. don't know, if people, if you don't know who Walter Cronkite is, Google him. Yeah. I mean, it, I I had, you know, I I have always like kind of a channel surfer when it comes to the news, and I started noticing what you noticed last year. I started noticing it um, probably in the early two thousands. Oh, okay. That they were like, why did they not do the end of his speech? And this was in the early two thousands. So there were, I can't remember who was in office then, but it was everyone. It was like anyone who was conservative, they did not cover fully.
1: Right. Yeah, they, they don't. And you can go back and look at, I, I agree, you can go back and look at different, you know, news reports and you can see, uh, you know, how they treat different candidates and different um, people uh, in office, you know, depending on their political party and also it also depends on just who they are too so you know i think that they um you know they they just it, it, it's it, literally they're just it's it's like they're making their own little movie that that's how, that's what it looks like when you start to research it and but what they're doing is so damaging to society it's really really destructive and you know, it's not it's not to be taken lightly. They have a lot of uh, responsibility to humanity. You know, I'm talking about the journalists, right. and they have a lot right. of. Uh, you know, when when they break that trust and they uh, start reporting incorrectly, um, especially on purpose. You know, it's it's one thing to make a mistake and re- retract it, but when you're just constantly splicing video together and and you know. Making things seem, you know, in a way that they aren't showing old videos for, for things that are happening currently, that, that one really, that's, that happens a lot. You know, they'll, they constantly are showing
0: old video footage to make you think that that it's happening now. That is crazy that they do that. It's bad. And You know, because it gets into
1: your mind and it makes you it you know, it's it's all a mental war. And and so, you know, you start to think a certain way about people and and then when you start to learn the the truth, it's just it's it's upsetting. It's like but it's also free it's also freeing, it's very liberating. And so you know, after so after a few weeks of the, the lockdowns, I'm like, there something's wrong. I felt I could feel in my spirit that something was wrong after about three weeks. Hmm. And then, that, you know, at, around that same time, I uh, I started to see the differences between his speeches that I was watching in full versus what the media was putting out, and it was like night and day. You know, I, I mean the big one was the injecting bleach. He never, ever said that. I want somebody to, I want somebody to show me where he said inject bleach. Cause that's not what he said. He, he made kind of a offhand remark about injecting some sort of, um, like some, something to, uh, cleanse the body or something. But it was, it was kind of meant,
0: it was like a,
1: a joke. It wasn't, yeah, you know, he was
0: being sarcastic.
1: Yeah, exactly. He wasn't, it wasn't, uh, he was not telling people to go inject bleach. Right. And then the next, thing I know I'm seeing a couple of stories of people who went and actually drank some sort of chlorinated product or something. And, and one of them, I think died and it's like, Oh my God. And they're trying to attribute this to what he said. And it's like, he didn't say that. And what he said, he was just kind of being, you know, sarcastic and, you know, he was, um, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't necessarily know his frame of mind, but I didn't take it seriously, whatever he said, but he did not say bleach.
0: Yeah. And it was, much. it was a sarcastic and kind of off the cuff remark. And you know, what was really funny was when all those stories started coming out, I'm over here because I don't have any chemical uh, cleaning products in my home. <laughs> and so I'm like, hello, hello. We can clean without any of that. And we can stay safe without any of that. <laughs> I'm like, I like jumping up and down. <laughs> it's not it, it was just such a hyped up
1: comment that they you know they ran with and and, and all over social media i'm seeing people post about how he told people to go inject bleach and i'm like he didn't say that he literally did not say that and so i you know i, I remember the um the walk away campaign had started well that was a little bit later. I actually had decided at that point I am not going to be part of this democratic Democratic Party. You know that. by at this point, things had started to get heated up with the riots. Or, or I'm sorry, peaceful
0: protests. Whatever <laughs> <that's> <laughs> <going>. <laughs> yes, let us call them the correct thing. <laughs> Political so, correctness. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh my goodness. Oh. Well, that was another thing. I mean, it was. You know, it, it was like everything was everything was being labeled as racist, and you know, it was like there was all these everyphobic, transphobic, homophobic, all these. Pho- First of all, that that doesn't even make any sense to me because phobia means fear of, and I, you know, people are not fearful of these things. You know, it's just that some people disagree, and so you know, let people be. Like why do you even care? And I, I don't think see that's the thing. I don't even think most people care as much as the media makes it look like you know, look like they make it look like people care when they don't. And and it's just when you when you finally just cut off the news and and you just kind of, you know, remove yourself away from that, your whole perspective starts to change. And and you start to realize, so I mean, it, you start to realize so much more beyond beyond just the media. You know, you start to think about your education in the past. You start to think about, you know, just all of the different. Like I started thinking about, well, gosh, I wonder if this is what was going on in the sixties,
0: you know, oh, yeah. without
1: social media. Yeah. And I wonder if this is just a replay of that. And and then I start going back even further in history and. Anyway, I just I realized at that point that the Democratic Party was a huge culprit in uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the like social justice types of issues, mm-hmm. and I didn't be a part of that anymore. But I really didn't want to be a Republican either <laughs> because. I don't necessarily think Republicans are that great in general. I well, it's the party; it's not the people.
0: Right. And right. I, exactly.
1: I don't think either party is all that great, and I and I. But I think that the conservative ideals is what I have and what I've always had, and I, I just kind of didn't realize it until you know the, these past you know one and a half years, whatever it's been, uh, and I. It, it's like I'm conservative and I only register as a Republican because I was hoping that maybe I could make some change within the party because you can't actually, uh, you know, you can't uh, make any type of change unless you're, you know, in that party. And I think that there is hope for the party. Um, and but when it comes to being a Democrat, look, I, I really don't even see how the Democratic Party can even be a part of a republic. We are not, a, this is not a democracy. We are in a republic. And and having a democratic party just doesn't even make any sense to me. You know, it, it there's you're going to have conflict when you have such a conflicting set of ideals that goes against the very constitution this country was framed on.
0: Right. You know, um I, I am registered Republican, but I will tell you, if whoever is running for office really does um, present his policies, his or her policies that align with mine, I don't care if they are registered as a Looney Tune. Exactly. <laughs> I I will vote for them because I am firm in how in my belief system in my policies i am firm and i'm also pretty firm in and i you know i mean like you would say you know like in your spirit you just felt something was wrong i do too you know you you know trust your gut people if it you know if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck it's probably a duck even if it's telling you it's you know shiny beautiful and um will give you the world it's still a duck Exactly. So I, you know, I firmly believe that you vote, um, you know, vote for the policy, not the person and not the party.
1: Right. Well, and the other thing, too, is, you know, that I just thought about, it's like Tulsi Gabbard. You know, she's a Democrat. And if if she had been, you know, uh, if, if she had been in Biden's place, I think that we would be in a much better position right now. I, You know, it. I don't necessarily, you know, like the Democratic Party, but I would have, you know, I would have happily voted for Tulsi Gabbard. I, I think that she was a really great candidate, you know, but she's more, I think she's more conservative. You know, She she's more of like a conservative Democrat. You know, she's, I, I think she's kind of more middle of the road. Um, but, you know, I, I just the The Democratic Party has turned more into a socialist party. And mm. it's, it's really not, you know, there's not a lot of moderate Democrats uh, left anymore, at least not within, you know, within, you know, people who are actually in office. And they've just all gone down this, you know, road of socialism. And that's just going to lead to communism. And it's like, that, we're we're now completely restructuring our country, and and framing it in a completely different manner. And I don't think people understand how how destructive that really can be. And 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 if we keep going the way that we're going, that's where we're headed. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, hopefully we can stop it. But but the Republican Party needs they they need they have some work to do because they're not. They're they're so they're such a weak party, in my opinion. And spineless they're, they're, is the word that comes to mind. <laughs> they really are. I mean, they don't do anything. They don't fight, they need to learn how to fight like a Democrat. That's what they need to learn how to do. <laughs> I that, like that. That's the, one thing, <laughs> that's the one thing I'll give the Democratic Party. They know how to fight, you know, um, and the Re- Republican Party just kinda sits back and says, Well, I guess this is the way things are gonna be you know Mitch McConnell up there just kind of, you know, rolling with the punches and it's like no you guys need to get out there and you need to learn how to you need to go on the same attack the same way they do but the, at the end of the day i what i don't understand is democrat independent republican whatever party you belong to we should all want to apply the constitution to anything that's going on in this country. And that should be it. There, there should be no, you know, whatever was written in the constitution, that is the framework for this country. And so, you know, veering away from that too much, it's not, uh, you know, that that's not sustainable. Um, and we're still a very young country, so we have to be careful and we have to protect that and, and I don't see the Democratic Party trying to protect that one bit. So that's kind of the, you know, that, that's kind of the short um, story about why I went from Democrat to Republican. But, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I can't think of the other details at the moment. But I, oh, the other thing I wanted to say, too, is that I, I kind of jumped on board with the walkaway campaign. Oh, yeah. Tell Reddit me a little campaign.
0: bit about that. I am not very familiar with that at all.
1: So, Brandon Strzok, he created what's called the walkaway campaign. And it was, and he did it using a hashtag, hashtag walkaway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I really... Now, at this point, I had already made up my mind. I was like, I'm done with the Democrats. They're way too far gone for me. And Brandon Strzok, he's a gay man who... He was. He felt the same way um, a few years ago, and he had started this campaign. Well, I found him on Twitter, and I started following him and, you know, watched his videos, and people would post walk-away videos. And, you know, it, it was just kind of a trendy thing, but it was, you know, to get people to understand, you know, why they should leave the Democratic Party. And, you know, and it was also an eye-opening experience for me because I'm like you know I'm, I'm I started talking to a lot of republicans during this process and I'm like these you know they're not they're not racist and homophobic and misogynistic and all this and you have to understand too I a lot of this stuff that I had in my head came from going to college so you know or it was wow. reinforced wow. you know going to college So, especially with my most recent experience in college, that was, those, uh, we can do that at at a different time. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different topic, but they really are indoctrination camps.
0: Yeah, that's what um, Charlie Kirk uh, and his turning point, you know, and he goes from campus to campus. And he does not have a college degree. And he actually advocates not getting one right now. I mean, if you want to be a brain surgeon, please do. Go to medical school. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you need it for a specific thing, and I, I think you told me you were going to college to become a teacher. Yeah, you need right. to go and get that education. But just to go to school to you know to major in you know general so- studies or something. I don't even know. Uh, they used to call it. um, Oh, what was like, the
1: like a liberal arts?
0: Liberal thing. arts. Thank you. Yeah just to say you have a bachelor's degree, he does not advocate that at all because of the indoctrination they're doing.
1: Yes, exactly. And even within sciences, I mean, when you start, you know, that, that's a whole rabbit hole to go down. But when you start to look at science, you, you know, you can see there's, they, they create their own narrative. They create the narrative that they, that they want you to learn and believe. And, And that's it, you know, and if you oppose that, those set of ideals, it's, it it affects your, um, it affects your grades, to be honest. I mean, it really does. Wow. You have to, you really do have to either, you know, submit or you have to, you either have to submit to the ideals that they present to you for the most part Now, I'm not saying every professor is like this. I had some great professors who, you know, they, they did, you know, they were, um, they, they, you know, they would not allow your your differences of opinion to affect your grade, um, but there were plenty that did. And so, it, you know, but but the material, the curriculum that they're teaching really is a, uh, it's just the platform for the Democratic Party. <laughs> That's really what it I remember one of my classes I kid you not one of our extra credit point assignments was to go to the um to go vote in the democratic
0: primary. Wow uh, in the democratic primary, yes, wow, there was one. so
1: the you know um it, this was last February I think the, there was um uh, here in Nevada, we you know we had the um, oh my gosh the caucus, yeah, and uh, we yeah that was one of our that was one of our assignments. It was it was either or I guess, um, and to show that you were there or something. But it, yeah, I, I don't I actually don't think that that's supposed to happen. But you know that doesn't seem ethical to me. But anyway, um, you know it, it it's really. That's what they're uh, doing. They're really indoctrinating kids and and even adults. And so, and and a lot of teachers who are teaching in that system, you know, they're looking at the same stuff over and over and over again. And so they, you know, you start to believe it, you know, when you start to see one narrative and you're, and that's all you're looking at all day, that's all you believe, you know, And, and, and until you can break free from that and it's all in your mind. And so... Yeah, it's you know, I just I had to something had to switch my perspective. And I and what really started that process was seeing the difference between President Trump's speeches and what the media was reporting. And then it was like, "Oh my god." And a light bulb just went on and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is all so wrong." And and it, it just kind of led me down a trail. Um but one thing that I learned was that you no know, we're all Republicans are not racist. They're not homophobes. They're not whatever you want to label them, you know. And and a lot of us have been taught that, but that's not true. And so, it's it's just you have to break. You have to mentally break free. Uh, I'm not saying that you have to become a Republican or you know or 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 leave the Democrat Party. I'm, but what I would ask people to do is just to, you know change, shift your thinking, you know, really just, just really tilt the way that you're thinking and look at other sources, look objectively and, and start to, you know, listen to other people. And I'm not saying that everything that other, you know, when some, now there's, you know, a lot of things that people will throw at you that, you're going to find are completely, you know, out there. Right. Um, so don't believe everything you hear either because there's a lot of people, uh, you know, this past year especially, who've gone down some seriously deep rabbit holes and <laughs> they've come up with some very amazing theories. And I'm not saying that they're not all true. But, you know, before you run with something just my advice is just to be quiet about it until you can prove it. Right. And you know, that way you don't regret saying something publicly later. Right. That's, that's my advice. But, uh, because you will meet people who do that frequently, (laughs) yes, especially online. You'll, you'll come across people who I'm just going to say it. Like there's people out there that really think that, you know, there's, there's like this theory going around that there's a bunch of people that have already been that, that have already faced trials and are oh, dead and they're body uh, yeah. doubles and yeah. the whole nine yards. And I'm like, Whoa, slow down. Hold on a second. Like I'm just trying to, you know, I, <laughs> like I just got here. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's a little too deep for me, but, and I, you know, I, there's, I think there's some truth to some of the things that I've heard. Um, and, you know, there definitely has been some manipulation uh, in the media with, you know, body doubles. I mean, I remember, you know, seeing uh, celebrity body doubles, you know, and, and they've talked about that before. So I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying, you know, just just take take it easy. You know, if you, if you come over to the, you know, conservative side, you have to just kind of tread lightly and be careful what people tell you. You know, because you don't want to believe an opposite lie. You know, does that make sense?
0: Right. And, you know, it's so funny. You know, talk about body doubles. My um, husband's cousin is literally the body double for Jim Carrey. Really? Yes. So he has been in many oh. movies, but you'll never know it was him. because And, so and when people meet him, they literally do a double take. Oh wow! And he can do the most amazing Jim Carrey. <laughs> that is so so that's crazy. Yeah. So it's oh, kind of oh. a it, yeah. It's kind of a funny thing. But yeah, there's some wild, crazy things out there. I know one. Some of the conservatives are talking about. Well, I don't know if it's conservatives or you know, I, I won't label them. But there are people that are talking about you know, alien stuff. Okay, so. Um, yeah. What, what, someone I was listening to recently said, okay, so if they declassify all the documentation on anything to do with aliens, and the aliens come back, does that mean the aliens were just waiting for us to declassify information? (laughs) And it's like, people, 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 you have to think through this logically, in some ways. Yeah. Yeah
1: that's so bizarre i you know there's there's a lot of um interesting theories out there I haven't heard that one that's funny um but I think uh you know I, I'm not saying that, that at this point I believe that anything could be possible but I also know that you know there are a lot of uh you know there there's a lot of people who will mess with your mind in order to get you to believe a certain way or make you look a certain way and you just have to be careful no matter what side you're on and for so long the media the mainstream media did that to us and you know and now I'm seeing that there's a flip side to that so yeah you have to you just have to really be careful about what you about what you take in you know I'm not saying don't listen to it but um, there's there's some pretty um, incredible uh, just fantasy stories out there that I just, it, it's fine, but you, you're going to kind of need to prove it to me before I believe it. And I, I just think that, like, I can objectively see that President Trump was saying one thing and the media was saying a completely different thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. that, that I could see. I can, I know that to be true because I saw it. And I also know that they love to gaslight. So, I, you know, I, when they were constantly telling you it was a peaceful protest and buildings were burning behind them, you know, it was like there's just constant gaslighting in the media. So there's that side of it, but then you can also go to a different dark side. And so I just caution people to be careful, you know, when you do start to realize that something's wrong, don't just go down
0: every rabbit hole you find. Right, right. And and that's exactly what was going on, um, right after November 3rd. Now, uh, we, we won't get into talking about, you know, all the craziness that happened after November 3rd, but there were a lot of people that went down some crazy rabbit holes after that one, um, you know of course they're still investigating it and all this other stuff and you know all we're asking for is to make sure that the election was not tampered with right. we're not asking for you know um mate you know crazy weird stuff that some people are talking about out there um i mean right. people are talking about you know a military coup or they're talking about um you know, martial law across the country. No, we're not talking about that. We just want to make sure. (laughs) Exactly. I know. We just want to make sure that if the machines were definitely tampered with, that moving forward, that never happens again to any of our elections.
1: Absolutely. And you know what's funny? From what I understand, I believe that same type of thing happened after uh, Nixon resigned. Oh, really? Yes. I, I was, um, either reading or watching something and I guess there were some, there had been rumors of a military, you know, type of coup back then. So that's something I'm going to, I'm going to investigate that a little bit further, but yeah, um, I think it was, uh, there, it was a historical video I was watching and uh, yeah, it, so it was something I was watching, uh, And yeah, it was the, uh, there was room, there were rumors, but see, back then there wasn't social media to spread the rumors as far and wide as there has been recently. But you know, when you look back on history, you see so many things just repeating all the time. I mean, everybody knows that history repeats itself, but when you start to look at some of the, you know, really specific details, it's pretty interesting like that one, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So um I'm gonna have to find find that video if I can find that video I'll post it up on the page. Um and uh so everybody can hear it. But yeah, it's pretty
0: interesting. Yeah, sorry. Well, that is um really how someone actually can journey from uh being, you know, totally passive not paying any attention to literally waking up to some realities um in our world and taking a look at policy rather than the person they're voting for i thank you julie for sharing um this today i think a lot of people yeah a lot of people don't know what to do and um one of the things that when i moved um here to nevada in 2019 you know, and I was registering to vote, you know, get my driver's license and changed over and went to register to vote. I mean, my husband and I kind of looked at each other and went, huh, (laughs) independent. But my problem with uh, registering independent is that I also wanted to be able to vote in the primaries, not just the general election. And I, and, um, and I wanted, you know, to have my voice heard throughout the entire process where you really don't get the choices in the primary. You get some choices, but you don't get um, to vote, you know, that way. And I, you know, I, I am registered um, Republican. And growing up, my mom was registered Democrat. My dad was registered Republican. And they used to joke about how they would cancel out each other's votes. That's
1: so funny.
0: But at that point in time, I will tell you, if I had been old enough to vote, I would have voted for Kennedy back in those days because of what he stood for. Right. Because, I mean, it's no secret, you know, of course the man is long gone, but it's no secret that he he had affairs. I mean, he did some pretty bad things, but his policies for our country – we're solid. And that's what people need to look at. You know, is the policy of opening our borders when we haven't even opened our states a good idea? Mm -hmm. I mean, you just have to like wrap your head around that people. So that's where I think people get all sideways and they start thinking, Well, no, we have to open our borders because these people need a, you know, they're refugees. They need to come. Well, hold on. Hold on. What about people that are being held hostage by their governors right now? Our state being one of them. Yes. So, anyway, all right. We can go on and on about that one. Yes, we could. All right. Uh, Just thank you so much for sharing. Um, And. uh we will we will be back with more information on Nevada Speaks. Thanks you, Julie. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Bye bye. Thank you for joining Nevada Speaks. Please share with your friends and family. You can leave a comment or email us at NVSpeaks21 at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, do all the things on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you.